welcome back to another episode of Immeasurables. Crazy to think that this is already the fifth episode, which means we're already halfway through the second season. <laughs> it's insane to think about how much time and effort and and um, effort I've put into this season. It's It's been quite a long time um, and quite a lot of energy to put out this entire season, but it's definitely worth it in my mission that I wanted to achieve. So if you're liking this so far, I definitely recommend you subscribe and follow and strap yourselves in because it's going to be a long ride to making the fashion industry a more creative, more diverse, more united place overall. And if you're new, hi, I'm Reina Gabriel and I like to make the fashion industry a more, like I said, creative, uh, innovative, diverse and educated uh, place by educating my fans and my followers on um, what it takes to unite fashion and education. So um, with that, I'm probably going to go through and say that this is my favorite, probably my favorite episode to film. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Miss Universe and the Miss Universe franchise. I have been for the longest time. Um, so this episode will probably be up December 3rd, early December. Um, and Miss Universe 2021 does take place on December 12th. December 12th or December 13th this year. Um, so I wanted to preface this by by showing you my predictions and my front runners and my favorites before the episode, before the Miss Universe airs, just to tell you. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of beauty pageants, but I do place a warning on this video as many, many beauty pageants and c competitions promote eating disorders and unhealthy beauty standards. It always has been for the longest time. I, I, they're, they're very much attempting to change this um, by focusing more on the intelligence aspect of the the winners and the competition as a whole. But um, I do not condone unhealthy eating habits or um, unhealthy ways to compete in these types of competitions and such. Um, there's also the entertainment aspect of it, like toddlers and tiaras and such like that. Um, but with all that aside, I all I got. Uh, let's get started. So, um, Beauty Pageants 101. Uh, so, to shed light on a little bit of history, figures such as Aphrodite to the times of George Washington experienced some sort of selection where beautiful women were selected as the most beautiful or the most precious person. Um, the earliest beauty pageant can be traced back to Phineas T. Barnum of the Barnum and Bailey Circus. If you know, like, The Greatest Showman, if, if you've seen that movie, that's where the kind of origin story of the Barnum Circus began. Um, I watched the circus as a kid. I don't know if the circus traveled to your town, but um, that's where the first beauty pageant was traced to. Um, in the 1850s, he would exhibit the handsomest, handsomest, which is an odd term to describe ladies, but he would exhibit the handsomest ladies on display and win a date with them as a prize. Barnum himself created and sold photographs of these ladies at, as advertisements for his museums. Um, you could say that this was the first commercial model back in the 1850s. Uh, the, first America, the first Miss America pageant was in 1921 in order to lure tourists to stay past Labor Day. So the competitions were usually September, October um, in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's where the first Miss America pageant was held. Um, and the first winner was Mar Margaret, Margaret, Margaret Gorman of Washington, D.C. 
who measured 30, 25, 22, and was 5'1", and weighed 108 pounds. So can we say that the first pageant winner was petite? Yes. <laughs> um, and to say petite models are not in style anymore is a disgrace to Margaret. That's all I had to say. Um, uh, Miss America would be the woman that represents the type of womanhood America needs. Strong, red-blooded, able to shoulder the responsibilities of homemaking and motherhood, and it is in her type that this the hope of this country rests. So Miss America was meant to be like the model woman of America during that time. And during that time, women didn't really have a say in the household. This was the early time before, um, I believe this was when um, women started fighting for their right to vote and such like that. So the model woman, to have a model woman representative role model was very, very much ahead of its time. Um, so from that pageant came the most famous beauty pageants. I think there's like the Fab Five or something that they call it. There's five or six main beauty pageants. It is um, Miss World, Miss America, Miss International, Miss Supernatural, Miss, uh, Miss Universe, which I will get to soon. Um, but whenever you do think of beauty pageants, the first thing you think of is uh, toddlers and tiaras. I've only seen like, I think like one season, very, very long ago, but um, it's like all reality TV. It's all dramatized, all staged, all scripted, but t um, pageants, I've never been to a pageant, but from what I've heard is it's all very much like that, but not like toddlers, obviously. Real beauty pageants, um, my friend was actually in a beauty pageant. I could maybe bring her along sometime and have her talk about it, but um, yeah, it's it's all dramatized. Everything kind of is true, kind of holds true to um, toddlers and TRs, except they aren't toddlers. Um, yeah, so Miss Universe, yay! I love Miss Universe so much, I'm such a huge fan. Um, it is kind of mainstream at this point. You've probably seen one Miss Universe pageant in your lifetime, but um, if you didn't know how obsessed with it I am, now you know. So basically, the Miss Universe organization is a beauty competition involving contestants from all sorts of countries, and depending on the year, how many countries participate, how many don't, is dependent on the year. Um, for instance, some people, some competitors decided to opt out this year due to the coronavirus and um, relations, nation relationships didn't work out um, because the competition this year is held in Israel. So there's a lot of conflict in those kind of nations. Um, but it started off in 1951 when the Miss America uh, Actually, no, what am I saying? The swimsuit competition started off in Miss America's 1951 pageant when Yolanda Betsebe, Betsebe refused to pose in a bathing suit for Catalina swimwear. So I guess that the revenge was creating one of the biggest, if not the biggest, most commercial, uh, commercialized uh, organization in the world, which was Miss Universe. Um, so there used to be national costume contests and other traditions which are now outdated um, in that sort of way. There are still national costume contests. I highly recommend you watch those kind of videos. They are so interesting to watch, especially Puerto Rico's. I am Puerto Rico's biggest fan. Whenever you watch Puerto Rico's um, costumes, they're just the most beautiful as well as so, so many other countries' costumes I find so beautiful. But 
looking at Puerto Rico's costumes is always always just brings me with um, joy and pride but um, yeah definitely costume contests are one of the staples as well as um, they do questions on the models costumes on the contestants um, for uh, intelligence well intelligence they talk about what they would do if they won the crown if they uh, to uh, things revolving like world peace and such things like that um, you know like the typical like oh what would you do to solve world peace and then you see the clip of the Miss South Carolina I think it was in Miss America who <laughs> who most famously said I can't quote it but it's like what did she say she was like the Africa we need to educate the African something like that I don't even know she, and Iraq I think she said something like that that was so funny to me look that up on YouTube if you know what I'm talking about um, but yeah the first Asian country that won it in 1959 just some fast facts for you uh, was Japan Akiko sorry if I'm butchering this Akiko Kojima she was five six five six and to say that petite women are outdated irks me uh the first black miss universe was janelle comisong comisong from trinidad and tobago and she won in 1977 took them long enough uh in the 1980s the rise of baywatch came the swimwear competition um so that's where the swimwear um aspect came in and they started advertising kind of swimwear stuff on the competition so that's where that came from and notably mr donald trump owned the miss universe pageant and former president owns the miss universe pageant until 2015 and then it was bought by img the modeling agency which is now where it stands um, what i m love most about the beauty pageant is the beautiful and strong women that come out to win i've always rooted for Puerto Rico, which is now finally where I get to talk about it. Um, we've won five titles and we're currently each year seeking out for another. The most recent um, almost winner was Marisol Anderson Berrios. She won first runner-up last Miss Universe. Miss Universe 2018. Universe 2018. No, 19. It was the year before the pandemic. 2020 was this year they hosted it this year late may but there was a whole pandemic uh but miss a madison anderson she was the closest one and then our last winner was back in 2006 with suleika rivera um yeah so we're always rooting for another crown uh the women that win miss universe are smart intelligent carry the crown with pride and carry literally the universe on their shoulders the only thing I, that I would change, though, in Miss Universe is the height requirement. Most countries do have a height requirement, from what I've seen, um, but there have been no winners under 5'3 um, since the 1960s, uh, which was in 1958 and 1965. In 1958, Miss Colombia Luz Marina Mariana Sulaga, and in 1965, as Aspera, Aspera, Hongsa, Luca, from Thailand. They were both 5-3, the last 5-3 winners. But this needs to change. And I'm very proud of Miss Maria Thattel. Thattel, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. 
But uh, back in Miss Australia of 2020's competition this past May, she stood at a whopping five foot three. And I remember very vividly watching that show and watching her walk down the runway. I knew something was off because when she stood next to the contestants, she stood like this to them and I was like, she's petite. <laughs> no way. But um, the competition should definitely be about beauty and intelligence and personality of the winner, not the height. So Ms. Thatil, no, I believe she got 10th, like top 10. But she definitely had that crown in the bag if it wasn't for her height and if it wasn't for, which shouldn't be the case, but it was. She definitely should have won, in my opinion. I was rooting for her, even though Puerto Rico, I think, got seventh, top 10 still. But um, yeah, I I'm totally in love with Miss Universe. I have ever since the seventh or eighth grade. Um, I have uh, approximately 20 ways my life can pan out and winning Miss Universe is probably one of them. Um, if not in this lifetime, then probably in the next one, or the next one. Or I guess a variant version of myself would probably win Miss Universe. So that's all I've got. Here is my episode on why I love Miss Universe and why um, I have loved Miss Universe ever since I was a little girl. If you liked this episode, I highly recommend you subscribe to Immeasurables and like the kind of sort of content I put, put out every other week now is this season every monday and friday on nine o'clock on dot so thank you guys again for loving immeasurables as much as i do and showing your support make sure you do show your support share this with everyone you know and such that's all i've got signing off